Welcome everyone to season three, episode 22. I think it's episode 22 of the Hall of Fame show. And yes, I am the only 50 year old who dresses like an 11 year old. I just didn't realize that we were both supposed to wear orange. This is a uh, coincidental. This is well, the orange edition. Well, or that or the fact that, okay, yes, I'm 50 and I've got, but I'm also the only person who's wearing a Coastal Carolina t- uh, hat backwards matching with the Tokyo Giants jersey with an Oregon t-shirt underneath. Who's the best dressed host ever or worst? Uh, it's gonna be, it could be the same person. And I mean, it's sartorial splendor is always up to people's, uh, their own uh, personal feelings on things. Well, I'm married, so I don't give a shit anymore. So we'll <laughs> start also- with that. That's also true. I'm wearing I'm wearing a Rotary Fest shirt from something I volunteered for three years ago. So I don't feel bad. Yeah, but you also want a Gore T-shirt, which is awesome. I do have a Gore T-shirt, but I I uh, wore that yesterday. So this is true. All right, but this is the Hall of Fame show, and we talk about halls of fame. And I'm your host, Kirk Buckner, along with Evan Nolan. And before we sort of like go any further, let's promote what we own: notinhalloffame.com, the fictitious athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious rock and roll Hall of Fame, but most importantly. The United States Athletic Hall of Fame. And if you haven't voted, do that now. Where can you vote, Evan? Uh, www.notinhalloffame.com. Is it backslash? I never know where it's back. Oh, forward slash, whatever this forward is. Forward slash, USA. Yes, USA. And do that now because this fall, we're going to be announcing the first class. Not based on what I said, not based on what Evan said, not based on what our panel put together. Our panel, including Olympic medalists, seven-time Pro Bowlers, yeah, Hall of Fame fans. That's right. It ain't just because of what the two of us came up with. We put this. We put a lot of work in this. So please do that because it's all about what you guys say, not not what we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but this is the Hall of Fame show. So we're going to be talking about. There's a lot of Hall of Fames. I didn't think that we were going to have a whole lot to do this week, but we do. So brief uh, brief start, St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, one of our favorites. Yeah. And we say this as two people who don't give a shit about the St. Louis Cardinals. No, I do give a shit about the Cardinals fans. They are, I think, among the most obnoxious fans in the country. Okay. So. All right. But you know what I'm I'm trying to say. Their Hall of Fame is pretty awesome. No, their Hall of Fame is fantastic. Yeah, and they, I think, I don't know if they necessarily followed what your Patriots Hall of Fame did, but they did, they were, had a late start, but man, if you're going to start late, you got to hit, you, you hit the ground running and bam, they've done fantastic. Mm-hmm. And check them out, and there's three new additions to their hall. Uh, predominantly uh, Matt Holiday, who's their headliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Holiday, who was voted in by the fans, Julian uh, or Julian Julian Javier. I'm actually not even that familiar with him. Are you? No, actually. Yeah, I wasn't either. And uh, Charles Comiskey, which is uh, not exactly someone I, I you think of when you think of the St. Louis Cardinals, but or someone who you want to be electing to Hall of Fames in the woke era. That's also very true. Or really, even in the not so woke era, even in the after. He, if, it came, if I had the power to remove someone from each of the Hall of Fames, uh, Kamiski actually probably my third removal from baseball. Okay. Uh, well, can I guess who the first two are? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Landis and Yaki. Yeah, and not in that order. The reverse that order, but yes. Okay. Tom Yaki and Kennesaw Mountain Landis would be my first okay. two. And then and then Kamiski and then uh, uh, Bowie Cute. You know, uh, when this happened, I did not even know that Comiskey was even a player. I did not even bother to look into his history. Uh, I was not aware that he was a decent player with the forerunner of the Cardinals, the St. Louis Browns. Uh, I just knew him as sort of a, well, I'll just say it, a POS. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. And I, I can't say that when I saw this, it's like, I felt warm and fuzzy. I felt like, eh. Mm-hmm. Even after we just said how much we love the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, I don't like this. Yeah, not my not my favorite either. I mean, Matt Holiday, great. I honestly, I unfamiliar with the second person as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, by the way, bringing up the St. Louis Browns, I don't know if I've ever told you this before. 
Did you know that my grandfather yes. on my mom's side yes. was actually a minor league baseball player yes. for the Browns? Yes. Got, yeah, I told you this. Yeah. But so, for those who don't know. Yeah, and got, got uh, invited to spring training one year and decided not to go because he's going to make more money as a doctor. So he just graduated. I, I did know that, and I'm going to say what I said last time. It's like, that sort of feels like... Uh, <laughs> yes. So, oh, no. Pour one some out for, pour some out for Ray Liotta. What? I was about to say... I was about to say eight men out because I screwed that up last week yes, no. when it confused the two things. So, yes. but either way, congratulations to Matt Holiday. Uh, something that you brought my attention to because it's it's kind of funny. Like I search every morning and then every afternoon for Hall of Fame just to make sure that I get something updated on nothalloffame.com. Unfortunately, I stopped doing Ring of Honor, mm. and there are three new members of the New York Jets uh, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, do you, want, do, you, do you want to open up with that? Since yeah, sure. Uh, I, I will point out the reason I know this is because Pat's pulpit congratulated Daryl Rivas on making the Jets ring of honor with a picture of him holding the Lombardi trophy in Patriots uniform. Um, okay. uh, but yeah, so the three new members are all very, very, very worthy. Uh, Daryl Rivas, uh, he of Rivas Island, uh, former center Nick Mangold, mm-hmm. and uh, the most interestingly named man in football history, Debrickashaw Ferguson. Love that name. Yeah. Love that name. So, uh, I, I, I told my wife, if I could, just that, granted, because he got drafted, I think, I want to say two, like 2006, seven, I could be wrong. I said, because we were, we were debating if we we're going to have a kid, and I knew we weren't, but we kicked that back and forth. I said, it's either going to be named Chachi or Debrickashaw. That ended the debate. And <laughs> whether or not you're having a kid. That, that and me being a dad. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, and I was going to say, Debrickashaw Ferguson, also someone who has been nominated the last couple of years, at least, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which you can't say about everybody. So That's true. I mean, t- Tom Nalen didn't even get nominated this last year, and we all know how that goes. So, mm-hmm. But apparently we can all just nominate somebody. So we should all just like pick our favorite player and write in and see what happens. Well, in theory, uh, well, Kaepernick was nominated, and he might even be playing this year. That is true. I doubt it. Well, who knows? Whatever. Who knows? But either way, these are three great players. Uh, I, the last person who was uh, inducted in the Ring of Honor was Kevin Mawai. I never pronounced that right. Mawai. Mawai. Yeah. Awee Mawai. Awee But anyway, yeah. Uh, either way, yeah, whatever. A pro football hall of famer and you know i always like it when a team that struggles like the jets does things like this to remind them remind fans and really everybody look we've got a great legacy mm-hmm. and these were three eight players yeah they didn't win a championship while here they didn't really have a whole lot while we're here but they were good and this mm-hmm. is great for for the jets and congratulations to all three of these people uh Revis could be a Pro Football Hall of Famer very well. He will be, but it's, it's just a matter of when. Yeah, he's eligible not next year, the year after, correct? I think he's, it's two years out. Right now. Or is he he's eligible now? He's going to be eligible for the next year, yeah. Okay, so this is his first year of eligibility, though, yeah. correct? Yeah, so he's he is pro, he's a person who I could definitely see getting in first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it shock me if he goes to year two? No. Would it shock if he's still there year three? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, DeMarcus Ware didn't get in the first time last year. And I kind of feel like Revis, DeMarcus Ware are the same kind of level of great, if that makes sense. It, it, it does. Just Revis has the bigger name and a bit sure. of that is a bit of self promotion. And that, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so like do that when you can, because not mm-hmm. everyone does that appropriately and sometimes you do that inappropriately as Mm -hmm. we've discussed before maybe currently in the Mm -hmm. future so uh, it's it's great when we have some franchise hall of fames i've been i think (coughs) the future for the site uh i'm gonna look at all the i think i mentioned this to you before but like look at all the big four and how they rank in terms of the people that they honor 
and some have done a great job, some haven't. If I would have done this like 30 years ago or not 30 years ago or like 20 years ago, Leafs would have been like dead last because they did such a horrible job. Mm-hmm. It's sort of honoring their former players. A lot of that is based on past ownership. But, you know, just something that I think might be a lot of fun, considering that is something that we do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so- Wait, we actually, there's actually one more announcement for a Team Hall of Fame uh, that I don't know if you were going to go into it. But uh, Frank Gore officially Frank Gore officially retired today, even though yeah. he didn't play last year. Uh, and the 49ers announced that he will be an inductee into their next Hall of Fame class. I did read that. Yeah. So actually, let's let's talk about that because we have uh, four significant retirements to talk about. So let's go in football first. Uh, Frank yeah. Gore, uh, essentially, he was done quite a while ago. Frank the, Gore, the Ike Gartner of uh, the NFL, as you called him in a email, text message you sent me. Well, it was actually a tweet, but or did it? No, did I send that as a message? I, I have, you know what? All forms of media are confusing to me. I'm just an unfrozen caveman <laughs> podcast host. So continue. I think, you know, that was one of those great things as I'm working in my regular job because I don't make enough to do this full time. Sponsor us, but, please. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do such a great job here for this. But anyway, yeah, because like Mike Gartner is that NHL player who just if you look at the top 10 of or top 20 in NHL scoring, it's like Mike Gartner, mm-hmm. Frank Gore is going to be one of those players that people look at in all time rushing. And, and that's not to denigrate Gartner, who's an NHL hall of famer and should be and Frank Gore, who's going to be a pro football hall of famer and should be Frank Gore. Man, I mean, I'm never going to be on that panel to vote mm-hmm. our mock panel. Right. Unless I get kicked off of this, but that's oh, my site. What the hell would happen? It could happen. You never know. But don't, don't challenge yourself. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Frank Gore is going to be one of those people that I'm going to struggle year after year to say, is he the best five that's eligible? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he's going to get in first ballot. If he gets in first ballot, not surprised. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, not surprised. Does that make here's sense? A, here's a question for you. If he and Eli are on the ballot at the same time and you have mm-hmm. one spot left and you have to pick one of them, who are you picking? Oof. Okay. I'm going to go with something that you said to me with an ex or current coworker. I don't know. And it's stuck with me a lot. I think you already know where I'm going with this. Yeah, the Calvin Johnson line. Right. And it's like, okay, if you take Calvin Johnson out of the NFL history, does it make a difference? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. No. If you take Frank Gore out, does it make a difference? No. If you take Eli Manning, does it make a difference? Yes. As a Patriots fan, the answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if those are my last two, even though I think Frank Gore was the better player, I take Eli based on that parameter. So I think, so here's a question because the player who strangely Gore reminds me most of when it comes to his Hall of Fame candidacy is actually Curtis Martin. Martin retired. He was in the top. I think he was third when he retired in rushing. He's been passed since then, but I think he was third at the time, if I remember it correctly. That was one of those things. He was elected in his second time on the ballot. And a lot of people are like, Curtis Martin? Really? But I kind of feel like Frank Gore is Curtis Martin with Kenny Lofton disease. Where Kenny Lofton moved around from team Ooh. to team to team, and Ooh. if he had if he had stuck there, if he had stuck with yeah. one team, like mm-hmm. like Martin was had the uh, three or four years with the Patriots and spent the rest of his career with the Jets, so he's identifiable with one franchise. Jim, like Kenny Lofton was, was with the Indian. Okay. No, I was going to say you know, Kenny Lofton is why we have an Olympian on our on our panel. Yeah, 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 because uh, uh, Chris Huffins, who is someone who is part of our United States Athletic Hall, another blatant promo here, uh, United States Athletic Hall of Fame committee. He sort of followed me because he saw Kenny, where I had Kenny Lofton ranked. Interesting. And he's a big fan of Kenny Well, you, you know that Kenny Lofton is my pet project for the Baseball Hall of Fame. So, mm-hmm. uh, and not like, not even on my team. Dewey Evans, of course, is the best Red Sox player, not it, but I think <laughs> Lofton's got a better argument. Um, but yeah, but I mean, Curtis Martin stayed with two teams. He's identifiable with 
the tuna. He was always with Parcells, no matter where he was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gore was just everywhere at the end. And I think that ends up, the journeyman part ends up hurting him, even though he was compiling stats at the time. Thank God for Frank Gore, that that boxing match he took, that he didn't get the shit kicked out of him. No, he didn't get the shit kicked out of him at he all. He lost, but he didn't get knocked out. And sure. I thought for sure. And you and I, we talked about that. Hey, he go back. We said, like, if Frank, like, that, like that, that would have been <coughs> what I call an obituary moment. You know, like something that you would have got known for. And Frank Gore, I can't even remember who the hell he fought. Doesn't matter. Uh, he had a celebrity box, not celebrity boxing, but like a boxing match with uh, someone he should have lost, another former athlete. He did lose, but he didn't get his ass kicked. Right. Which is. By the way, the Celtics are up two at halftime. They're up so. two at halftime. Okay. All right. So I'm telling and you, you're doing this with me, so I'm honored. A lot, a lot of a lot of people are were saying online that they thought this would be a five or six game series or like a four or five game series for the Warriors, and I'm like, Celtics was seven and two on the road, and I know that sat they're the only team with a winning record against the Warriors, but they match up well against them. I'm not guaranteeing the Celtics going to win. I think they have a good chance, but mm-hmm. I don't think this is either way. Whoever wins, this isn't going to be a four or five game series. This is six or seven, just so you know. I got Golden State in six for whatever it's worth, which is worth nothing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm we'll never see. right. Yeah, we'll see exactly what happens. This, this is a game I'm, I'm expecting the Celtics to lose tonight and win on Sunday. I mean, so. like realistically, I don't care one way or the other because I'm not a fan either way. I, I do. But, like, yeah, this, it, 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 it's, it's funny, though, because – and I'm, I'm worried about a Dan Marino thing on this sort of situation. Uh, and that Dan Marino got that. to the fi- – got, got the Super Bowl once and you just presume he was going to get back. It's like it's possible this is – Tatum's only shot with the Celtics in the finals. Mm. But the fact they're playing the Warriors with, you know, 123 games of finals experience and those great players at the end of their run. They've been there. They've been there. That's the thing. They've been there. And if they if they fight bravely and lose, I'm not going to be crushed. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, I'm hopeful that they get back. I have the feeling they can't have the ability to get back, but there's no guarantee that Xyz is brutal. But yeah, this is it would be different if they're up against honestly the Phoenix team. Like if if it had been Phoenix here or Dallas here, uh, I would feel very different than I do with Golden State. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back anyway. back to the retire back to the retirements. We got three yeah. more to do. We got two more. Uh, so Frank Frank or uh, Alex Mack, mm. uh, center probably not going to get in the pro football hall of fame he's very good center for a very long time though think about this right he's a seven-time pro bowler and what where is he is he he's just scraping the bottom of the top 10 of eligible centers once he hits Mm -hmm. that's how hard it is and center is by far the most underappreciated part on the offensive line right there are so few of them comparatively I mean, uh, I, mean, I mean, of course, there's only one center and there are two guards that you tackle. So I get the fact there should be more. We just, talked, we just talked about another center, Nick Mangold. I don't yeah. even know that I put I put Mac below Mangold. I agree. Yeah. And, uh, and I put both of them before, below Tom Nalen, who wasn't even nominated in last year. So, uh, I mean, the, the, but statistically, according to the. Uh, yeah. Well, not well, Tom Hall. But yes, Tom Nalen too, yeah. Uh, but statistically, according to Pro Football Reference, and I. This is how you've destroyed me. I don't even have to look this up anymore. Uh, the two best setters not in the Hall of Fame are Jeff Saturday and Tom Nalen, mm-hmm. right? Saturday is a little bit ahead of Nalen because it's hard to measure centers in terms of stats, right? Very hard. Um, Saturday is a little ahead of Nalen on pro football reference, uh, but neither of those guys are really getting that close. And if those are the next two, it's going to be hard for Mangold and Mac and work your way down the list to get in at this point. Uh, it's, it's just center of the offensive position. Center is the hardest to get in. Yeah. So. And with all due respect to Mac and to Gore, Ryan Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Why did I say Fitzgerald? Sorry. Yeah. Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Uh, and I've seen him like play live three times going to Buffalo. Uh, Anyway, so he's called it a career and fits magic, man. I mean, it's it's been 
I'm I'm disappointed because he needs to sign one day contracts with other other team league before he goes. With nine teams, I mean, here's a guy, and I was looking at that over thirty thousand passing yards. And as I'm working on my top fifty for all the teams, and I haven't done them all, like for like the top, and I do the top fifty for every Big Four team. Fitzger- Fitzgerald, why do I keep saying that? Fitzpatrick is Fitzpatrick means illegitimate son of Patrick. So make sure that you know his answer. I'm just gonna say Fitzmagic because clearly I keep wanting to say Fitzgerald. I don't know That's why better. the hell I want to do that. Let's just say Fitz, and I'll leave it at that. Fitz will not be in the top fifty of any team that I do. He won't be. He wasn't in Buffalo because I've already done that. Uh, he's not in Miami because I've already done that too. So like, what, what does that leave? He's not going to be in the top 50 of any NFL team and he's thrown for over 30,000 yards. And tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. I was wondering if, I was wondering if you could tell me he's going to be on no list or he's going to be on like three lists. Those were the only two options. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, he's going to be on none, and I loved watching him play. There's just something Mm -hmm. about this guy. And for me, I'm always going to remember when he did this post-game interview, and I think he dressed, like his teammates are like dressed him on something, and and he looked like a jacked-up Conor McGregor. And you can actually all Google that. It is awesome. Because that's the first, when that picture came up, it's like, holy shit, did Conor McGregor put on weight? And it was just like his teammates sort of like gave him like a fur coat or something. And, and, and he just ran with it because he's awesome. I refuse to believe he's actually retired. Just there are too many teams that need quarterbacks that like, just like we need help. We need someone to come in right away. He's played in basically every offense. Like they need a spot starter randomly some week. Well, I think, I guess it was that hip injury that just took him out. Week yeah, before. that's true. From last so, time, man. Anyway, 17 years. And by the way, do you know he went to Harvard? Yes, I don't I know if you ever heard that. <laughs> I, I, I have heard that. They, they, they mention it every single time he plays. <laughs> One of the many people called the uh, Red Rocket. Not yes. referring to uh, other things. Yeah, Andy Dalton, probably. So, well, yeah. That, yeah, so... And well, there, there's another retirement I want to talk about briefly because another person who's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but someone who I had a bit, a bit of affection for, uh, Jason Spezza in hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good player for the Ottawa Senators. He retired uh, as Maple Leaf. Mm-hmm. I'll forgive him for that. But uh, five if, point- if Patrice Bergeron goes to Canadians, which a lot of people are having the rumor there. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that, just so you know. Really? I haven't heard yeah, that. I, I, I think it's completely unfounded, and one person who came out just did something else. If we're the Nordiques, I get it, because that's the team he grew up rooting for. But, like, I can't imagine him bailing on the Bruins and going to the Canadians. That would just be. You know, uh, I, I'm plan- for the next uh, Classic Sports Review, we're looking at doing uh, – the, uh, the bloodbath game between Colo- uh, Colorado and Detroit. Mm. So I'm thinking, okay, do I wear my Nordiques jersey or my Rockies jersey? Mm. Or do I just sort of like dip below and then come back up? <laughs> Costume change! There you go. Anyway, back to Jason Spezza. Yeah, so I just want to say congratulations to him on a wonderful career. Uh, didn't win a Stanley Cup. Five points shy of a 1,000 you're not going to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. You will be on my list for whatever it's worth. Nothing. I don't know. Work that up with your agent. I think you should. Uh, so, Yeah, well, I mean, now Spezza is also retiring probably the same year as Chara and Thornton. So that's getting hard. Well, and Getzlaff. And, and Getzlaff, right. Yeah. So, I mean, the odds of once you don't really get trash in your first year, it gets harder and harder to get noticed. And he's clearly fourth out of those four. And perfect segue to say in hockey, uh, I haven't told you this, but you're volunteered, voluntold, either I've this Wednesday or and you're going to again. Probably not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. Mark that in your calendar. Okay. Uh, so we're going to put together just a small group to decide who's who we think should get into the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, other than the Sedins. Yeah, understood. Right, right. Just, so I got to get my Pierre Turgeon argument. Good luck. So. Good luck. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I, I'm sorry that I'm right. So, okay. 
All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send you sort of the video of him just sitting there in the bench. I know. I've seen you showed me the video. I've already. I'm seen gonna it. show you again in case oh, we fine. in case we need to. So that's gonna be coming up soon. So I think that sort of. I know I usually open up with the smorgasbord of shit. That's my smorgasbord. Uh, I didn't want to just say that last week I said I, I was hoping that the rock hall would be my rock list would be updated. It is up to 300. So I've got that. Uh, we can go over that now or we could go over that next week. Maybe Let's next do it next week. week. Okay. Uh, the country hall list is also is updated. Uh, mm. Maybe we'll, do, we'll save that for next week too. But I, another thank you to Aaron Freeman who put that together because I didn't. Right. And I couldn't have, frankly. He did that. He did a phenomenal job and I'm really excited about uh, discussing that with you next week. Cool. So, Sounds we're good. Be in all music next week and you know, while well, I guess we're going to let that sleeping dog lie. What else has died? Uh, boy. Okay, okay, they're not. That was one of my worst segues. That was that was that was pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, I will say that we did have uh, lost a few the last couple of days. Man. We did lose a few last couple of days, but I would like to say the beige mistress took Istvan Zoke, um, who was a member of the. Uh, 1972 Hungarian national team at the Euros and you wait for Euros at the age of uh, 75. And, and for those unaware, the beige mistress is uh, the name that we've given to our fictional superhero because maybe that's in the Marvel universe. Like, why the hell not? Everything else is. Why not? Yeah. Who so. kills? Beige mistress seems like somebody that Moon Knight is after. I've got to watch that. Is that any good? I, I have no idea. I know nothing like that. There was that meme last year of the picture of all of the uh, Hallmark holiday movies mm -hmm. and it, like all the covers with the guy in the red sweater and the girl in the green sweater. And it said underneath what the Marvel Cinematic Universe looks like to people who watched any of them. That's very much where I am. I've seen Iron Man. I've seen Iron Man 2 and I've seen Ant-Man. And other than that, I'm out. I haven't okay. seen any of them. I have to admit, like after Endgame, it's been really tough for me to like, okay, I don't know any of this stuff. I don't know who Shang-Chi is. I don't know the Eternals. Yeah. I'm kind of lost. Yeah, they're they're spreading it out to a whole bunch of stuff. So I don't know. At some point when my, I mean, part of this was when all this really started, I had little kids. So I was going to movies to see anything that wasn't animated. Um, so I have seen Into the Spider-Verse multiple times. Uh, because my kids love that. I did one. see that. That is awesome. I finally that saw it. Really yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So at some point, when my my daughter's not going to care, but when my son is old enough, we'll try and watch him in whatever. Not necessarily the order they came out, but the order we, they happen in timeline, so we can see how that goes. Well, your your so. son's going to have to care all of this because I don't have an heir because he's going to be taking this over. Yeah. God, I'll let him know. He's he'll he'll be building he'll be uh, building robots whenever uh, and then taking this over. So it, it could be my dog. There we go. Who you can follow <laughs> on Instagram, Jasper underscore the friendly corgi. Yeah. So all right. So let's go into uh, the other folks who have passed away. Mm -hmm. um, I would like let's start with actually. Uh, uh, let's see. It'll start in the world of horse racing. Mm. Believe it or not. Uh, we lost a couple people from horse racing. So one of the best known horse breeders are Kenneth and Sarah Ramsey, uh, who are well known throughout the thing. They've won outstanding owner awards in 04, 11, 13, 14, and outstanding breeders in 13 and 14. Uh, Sarah Ramsey passed away uh, at the age of, what is that, 80? No, hold on. Uh, I, my problem is remembering what year it is. No, 80, 83. Mm -hmm. So she passed away at the age of 83. Uh, also passing away is one of the greatest jockeys in English history, Lester Piggott, uh, who was the British racing champion in 60, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 81, and 82. Uh, and was elected to the uh, British Horse Racing Hall of Fame in 2021. Um, but he passed away. He had how many wins did he have? Hold on. He had a 4,493 racing. So victory. Only 4,493 more than myself. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So he passed away at the age of 86. 
Uh, from the world of wrestling, I don't know if you know this guy uh, from Japan, Tarzan Goto. I do. Passed away at the age of 58. What can you tell me about him? Not a whole lot. He was uh, what's called a garbage wrestler. So, like, he performed in, like, a, like death matches and whatnot. I remember, like, when I was a lot younger, back in the olden days. Uh, so, like, I used to, not tape trade, but I used to, like, buy like, things, things online in the early days of the internet. Just, like, uh, matches that. I remember Tarzan Goto in what was called, because he... I'm trying to think of what promotion he was in. Mostly uh, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. And there was a match he was in called a Bathhouse Death Match. Okay. And pretty much what, what it was, it was him and I don't know who the hell it was against another pair. And I don't remember who they were, but I remember he was in it. I remember name like Tarzan Goto. And mm-hmm. pretty much if you were not in the match, you were stuck in the, in, like in the bath, which was boiling. You know, and then whoever was not in it were fighting in the bathhouse. And it was just a bunch of naked women running around. Okay, then. As they were fighting through there, I can't remember who won or who lost. I remember the naked women running around. <laughs> well, I guess that's his legacy for us because I have nothing else to add. Yeah, I uh, didn't really passed, do a whole lot for that. He, he passed away from, yeah, he passed away from oh liver cancer. At, it's all right. He passed away of liver cancer at the age of 58. That's how I want to go. Uh, yes. Uh, we lost professional golfer Bart Bryant, a uh, member of the PGA Tour, PGA Tour champions, uh, won three times the PGA Tour twice at PJ tour champions and three times other three other ones um passed away in a car accident at the age oh. of 59 oh, so, so yeah. no uh from the world of all american girls professional baseball uh arlene cotille passed away at the age of 88 played with the uh, Chicago Colleen's, the Muskegon Lassies, and the South Bend Blue Sox. was a member of their championship team in 1951. Uh, lefty batter, lefty pitcher. Uh, oh, sorry, threw lefty, didn't pitch. Uh, but career 292 hitter in the league. Um, passed away at the age of 88. I wonder how many are left in that league. I don't know. I know, but every time she's the first baseman on, on uh, in the league, so every time one passes away, I want to make sure we uh, we mention because there can't be that many. No, can't be. Um, we have member of the uh, the New York City Basketball Hall of Fame, the New York State Basketball Hall of Fame, the Basketball Old Timers of America Hall of Fame, and the National Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. Don Red Goldstein passed away at the age of eighty four. Uh, played in the 1959 Pan Am uh, competition team, uh, went, went to the University of Louisville, actually has his number retired at Louisville, uh, led them to their first, it was an All-American, led them to their first ever appearance in the Final Four uh, back in 1959. Second round pick by the uh, Pistons in the draft, um, but ended up not going to the NBA. Uh, instead, he went to dental school and became a dentist. Hmm. So another person turning down the league for more money, doing a real job. Back then. So, yep. Back then, very, very common. Yeah. Now, how many great so, athletes did we lose because of that, you think? I don't know. I mean, even like John Havlicek was driving a cab in the offseason. So just really? It, yeah. So, I mean, when, uh, when what's his name? Uh, JJ Reddick said that uh no, you're going with this, yeah. Yeah, said that Bob Cousy, who is still alive, uh, uh played against plumbers and electricians. Like, yeah, they weren't paid anything, dude. They were all plumbers, <laughs> electricians in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the luxury of working out all the time. They also had shoes that destroyed their ankles constantly. So anyway. D- different different ballgame. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, 100 percent Um uh, from the world of football, uh, we have several people here. Um, Alvin Roche, who was a defensive end for the Broncos, Packers, and Seahawks, uh, passed away at the age of 77. He 
Yeah, I played nine years in the league. Uh, we lost Jeff Gladney. Uh, it was a first-round pick of the Vikings back in 2020. He was first-team All-Big 12 in 2019, second-team in 2018. Uh, had just signed with the Cardinals in this offseason. Died in a car crash at the age of only 25. So, yeah, it, the, uh, he clipped a car while traveling at excessive speed. 30 in the morning, spun off the road, crashed a brick wall, and flames. So both he and his girlfriend were killed. Oh, I, I didn't know that, that his girlfriend died too. Oh. Yeah. Um, we lost John Thompson, who was the uh, um, general, first general manager of the Seattle Seahawks, was the 1978 of the year in the NFL. Um, also was the... Uh, also worked with the NFC and was in the Minnesota Vikings uh, front office for nine years but in the 60s. Uh, passed away at the age of uh, 95. Uh, yeah, passed, passing away. So lived quite a long time. Uh, but I guess the one, the one that was very, very surprising, Marion Barber uh, passed away at the age of 38. He's found in his apartment. I don't know if we have any reason. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that because, like, uh, as we're recording this, it's uh, Thursday night, June second, and I guess he was found yesterday. So he didn't have a great post playing career, which is a sh- well, it's a shame no matter who you are. Let's, let's right. Not here, but. You almost want to think it's CTE of some of some site, some thing because of the way he played, just the depression that he had, and mm-hmm. I, obviously we don't know. Yeah, uh, he was a one-time Pro Bowler, two thousand seven. Played six years with the Cowboys. His last season with the Bears, probably forgotten in this whole thing. He and his uh, college teammate Lawrence Maroney, who was drafted by the. By the Patriots. Okay, yeah. Uh, they were the first ever teammates in Division One history to each rush for a thousand yards in consecutive seasons. Oh, okay. So they had two thousand yard backs in their backfield at the same time at Minnesota. Um, so, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm afraid of what we're going to find out about Barber's death, but he passed away at the age of 38. So, well, it's probably not going to be good. I guess that's uh, or is there anyone? No, there, there, there are a couple more. Uh, I do want to just give a quick shout out to George Shapiro, who was the uh, producer for Seinfeld. Uh, oh, passed away, okay, the, yeah. passed away at the age of 91. Uh, just somebody who, you know, people who make cool stuff, I always want to talk about. Um, this is one that probably only me cares about. Uh, but Juan Jose Mussolini passed away, who is one of the greatest Bandoneon players. Uh, I am, for those of you who have no idea what Bandoneon, it's a type of like new tango sort of mixed with uh, club music. It is probably, it is what I listen to all day at work when I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. I have Bandoneon going the whole time. Uh, so Mussolini was one of the biggest names in. I'll, I'll have to look that up because I'm not familiar with that at all. Yeah. So I, I'd say the biggest name is probably Astor Piazzolla, who's one of my favorites. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Was, was one of the biggest ones too. Again, only I may care, but it was it's a pretty big loss for for the type of music. He passed away at the age of 78. Um, also passed away songwriter Paul Vance, most famous for uh writing Catch a Falling Star mm-hmm. and uh Tracy and Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. That she uh, wore for the first time today. Yep, passed away at the age of 92. Okay. So, uh, and finally, uh, uh, Ronnie Hawkins. Rockin' Ronnie. Rockin' Ronnie. Rockin' Ronnie. American and Canadian. Well, I mean, we, we consider him ours, but yes. Right. Well, he started in Ontario, but his career began in Arkansas. So, um, but he is uh, Rompin' Ronnie, Mr. Dynamo, the Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, just. I don't know, just very, very important for the band in particular. 
uh, had awesomely well-known recordings of Suzy Q and Who Do You Love and all sorts of stuff. He's got, yeah, he's a, I don't want to say a big deal when I was growing up because that was a little bit before my time, but you know, there was something iconic about Ronnie Hawkins, like in the, in the Toronto area. So like I grew up with him sort of already as the elder statesman. Uh, I'll, I'll be blunt when I heard he died. I actually thought he died 10 years ago. I, I wasn't, that's not to be cruel or anything like that. I just hadn't been doing anything and I've been away. So, but yeah, he was, he's also got a, I found a pretty cool version of uh, Mary Lou that was done for uh, prom night to Mary Lou or something like that. So check that out if you, if, if you haven't, that's sort of how I remember him. Okay. Sorry, you disappeared in the middle there for me oh, for a second. So I don't know. Yeah. So I I will second whatever you said about Ronnie Hawkins. So all right then. Sounds good. Fair enough. So go ahead. Uh we can move on to the next section here. All right. Well, so yeah, the next section is elevator up, elevator down. Uh, which for those who are new, it's where I say, like, hey, who in the past week has really made a Hall of Fame case to make elevator up and who has not? I got no elevator up. I think I'm going to have a lot in the next couple of weeks with the NBA finals and uh, with the NHL finals, which hasn't happened yet, but I got no elevator up, but I got an elevator down or not really because no one's going to pay attention. So I didn't tell you who it was. I just sort of told you it's kind of WNBA. So any guess who it might be? Uh, The Australian lady? Yes. Yes, it is attention sometimes okay so i've been sitting on this for a little bit because this hadn't really made north american waves until this past week and so we're talking about liz cambridge who is and i'll just be blunt a real piece of shit and and i I don't i don't think i'm wrong in saying that uh hard to argue well yeah i mean like there have been issues with her before, and I talked to a couple before for this week, people I know in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, like, I wasn't aware of this because I'm not that in tune with international women's basketball. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't aware about how she pretty much abandoned the team or really was forced off the team, depending on your point of view. Well, she and said it was for mental health reasons. That's what she said. Correct. But as we now know, which might be partially true, but she had a scrimmage and we've seen the video of it or where against Nigerian team and Liz is uh, half white, half Nigerian, which makes us even worse. Uh, she denies calling the Nigerians monkeys. Despite the fact that like five or six players of the team said that they heard her say that. Including her teammates. Mm-hmm. Some of which were of Nigerian descent, by the way. Mm-hmm. But she didn't deny, unless, or maybe I missed this, where she told them to go back to her third world country, them to go back to their third world country. Correct. And, and, this, and this is after elbowing one of them in the face. Right. Well, man, I mean, like that thing we could definitely see, because like that <laughs> was, that video came out and, all right, that shit happens. Mm-hmm. whatever. So I try to think of like the whole double standard that exists. And you and I have talked a lot about uh, Brittany Griner. And mm-hmm. I hope to God you're wrong as much as you're, I think, a bigger supporter of her than I am. You said that you don't think you'll ever see her alive again. Mm-hmm. And I hope to God you're wrong. Uh whether she did what she did, it doesn't even matter at this point. Right, yeah, yeah, just keep yeah. going. Yeah, um, but there have been a lot of people, a lot of articles saying like, well, if this was so-and-so, like a, like a male equivalent of player, she would be back by now. We don't know, because this is, we have nothing to compare this to. Mm. I can compare this. If there was a male player, so let's say biracial, who's Australian, let's say Ben Simmons. Okay. Who did? Who said and did what Liz Cambridge did? And we know we knew that Ben Simmons would be suspended for how long? A long time. Right. Liz Cambridge is going to be suspended for what? Nothing. I don't know. Zero. 
Nothing's going to happen to her. Not a thing for what she did and for what she said and for what even worse, she's saying, I didn't do it. Yeah, you did. We all know you did it. You're a piece of shit. So she's, she's essentially saying that 12, 12 to 15 people are lying right. for unknown reasons. And she's got a history of playing the victim whenever it sort of suits her needs. And obviously I can't, I can't speak to what it's like to be her in her situation, but come on. Yep. And whether, and I, and I say elevator down, but is it because no one's going to care? Where, where, where is she going? Right. I mean, no one's going to give a I, shit. And I'll, and I'll say this. Uh, she, I've watched, like, like, I've watched, like, highlights of her play. She, watching her play is fun. She'd be one of the few people I'd actually pay to watch play in, in, the, in the WNBA. And she's in her prime. I don't know what she's got left in her because she's 30. Uh, she missed, a, well, she came to the WNB late because she chose to. I think she was drafted by Tulsa and just said, nah, screw it, I'm going to go do, do my own thing in Australia and make more money there. And I don't begrudge her for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I do hope that unless she learns from this, and she can, she very much can, that whoever's voting on this stuff remembers this moment, and remembers this year. Understood. That that's pretty much what I have to say. So that's my elevator down. Right. I have an elevator up for you. Bring it on. What do you got? Uh, do you know who had a song that was released in the eighties that streaming went up nine thousand nine hundred ninety percent this yes. week? Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Yeah, from Stranger Things. Yeah. I, no, I was, but yeah, it, it was a big week for women of the eighties as both Kate Bush. And what's the name from Top Gun were rediscovered by younger audiences? Berlin? No, 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 no. The actress. I can't think of her name. Tell me um, uh, I forgot. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, it, there, she's been a finalist multiple times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if going up 9,990% on a song helps bring her more to consciousness for some of these voters, but it can't hurt. Did the Sopranos make put Journey in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Because I, you know, what was it? uh, Crap, what was that song? Don't Stop Believing. Because like that rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Well, running up that hill, what do we have left for the good, the bad, and the ugly of the week? Thank you, Mr. Morricone. Um, Thank you. So the good this week, has there's only one story that's good enough. Ukraine. It happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who aren't following this, uh, we're into June, which means we're going to have the final qualifying matches for the last spots to get into the World Cup. Now, usually these last qualifying matches are in the Intercontinental Playoffs, in which like uh, there are four continents that have half bids into the World Cup. Um, so North America gets three and a half teams. So first three teams make the fourth team goes to this. Oceania gets half a bid because it's New Zealand and a whole bunch of islands. Um, uh, Asia gets five and a half. Um, so Australia and UAE are going to play each other. Whoever wins goes to World Cup. The other one has to play uh, another one, uh, another tournament. And South America gets four and a half. Uh, and so who Asia's playing South America, and Costa Rica will play New Zealand for a spot in the World Cup. And you, thought year, was, though, you thought it was complicated when somebody got a half a sack. Yeah, I know. This year, though, uh, the Europe had a thing where the first place teams for each group made the made the tournament, and then they had a playoff system for the second place teams for who got the final three spots. Um, and one of those matchups ended up being Ukraine at 
uh, Scotland with the winner playing, I can't remember who Wales played originally, but Wales ended up beating them, right? So the winner of that game had to play Wales, but this game obviously wasn't being played in March with the rest of them because they had things going on. Um, to be honest, they still have things going on, but they were a whole lot better prepared for that game than Scotland was. Um, and they ended up winning in Scotland three to one uh, yesterday to advance one more round. So now they have to play Wales on the fifth, which is today's the second. So that'd be Sunday, right? Um, so they have to play Wales on the fifth and whoever wins that game goes into the group with the U.S. So it's U.S., England, Iran, and the winner of Wales and Ukraine. So it's entirely possible the U.S. could be playing them in the group stage in Qatar coming up. Who do you think the Iron Sheik would be cheering for in that? USA, Between. Iran, or Ukraine? Because, I mean, Iron Sheik's a great guy. But he's really an American. Yeah, he's Iranian. He, he, he'd, just be, he'd just be cheering against England. So, because um, he hates Roddy Roddy Piper. Um, so, <laughs> follow Iron Sheik uh, on Twitter. It's actually more entertaining than I am. Yeah, he's he's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just big ups on them. I think Wales. I was hoping Scotland would win this game, not because I against Ukraine, but because Scotland is not a good soccer team, <laughs> and the fact they made it this far is surprising. The Welsh are pretty good. No? Like, did, the Welsh, Welsh are good. Uh, Gareth Bale and his guys are much better than Scotland. I've expected Wales to be the team the whole way. But if Ukraine plays the way they did, mm-hmm. I mean, they're traveling from Scotland to Wales for this game. It's not like it's that big a deal. I, um, I don't know how you cannot be Welsh and they're not cheer for Ukraine at this stage. Yeah. You know? And, no, and, like, and nobody hates Wales. But, like, it's just, yeah. So, we got sure good on that. Cool, no? Yeah. Good on them. I'm uh, even if they don't make it any further. Uh, that just the fact they came and played that well in that game. They it was three to one, but they dominated that game the whole way through. Is that the um, last game left to qualify, or, or am I missing something? No, there's still the intercontinental playoffs. Australia and UAE have to play. They play on the seventh, uh, so they have a whole month. Yeah. Okay. And then, then they have the playoffs. It's going to be home awesome. and home. Probably, probably winning, no? Probably. Probably. Who knows? Okay. Um, Australia has played very strangely during this whole qualifying campaign. Uh, and then, like I said, they have the Asia versus South America and Costa Rica. Uh, South America's team is Peru. So Peru against the Asian team and then Australia, uh, then uh, New Zealand against Costa Rica. And those will have, those will be done by like the fifth. 15th. I think they have a home and home for those games. Yeah, and, and, and for those not really interested when we're talking about soccer, uh, I will say this, uh, and I've said this before, the Aussies have so much respect for me because they could easily qualify or at least take a bye and go through the Oceania thing, and they said, no, we're going to get better and play in Asia. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we'll, see. we'll see what happens. Uh, it would not, if not for corruption, it would really be in Mexico and the U.S.'s best interest in terms of growing their sport to mm-hmm. c- combine with South America. Um, but I don't know if South America really wants to do that either because have, having two more in there. But it obviously combining CONCACAF and Comedy Bowl makes a whole lot of sense. Unrelated note. Uh, so like when they're looking at the things for 2026, Winnipeg's not going to be one of the cities that Neither's are going to host uh, anything for that. So I will not be here. Fair enough. This one effect. So I wanted to put that out there. I'll put Fair that enough. out there louder if my wife hears because she's the one who decides where I live. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Boston doesn't get one either. So Boston's not part of that? Nope. Uh, they oh, you're don't in Chicago. Have... What do you care? Yeah, I'm just saying. Gillette is not getting any of them. So. Okay. Well, what uh, are anyway. the cities in, in Canada? If we could just... is like Toronto and BMO Fields. And I'm looking at all the ones. It's BMO Fields... Vancouver and Commonwealth team in Edmonton. And they're so much smaller than all these possible venues in the U.S. And I can't comment on the ones in Mexico because I don't know, but. I, uh, let me double check here. Um, I know that there's only three. Commonwealth Stadium, BC Place, and BMO Field. Right. BMO Field's not that big. 30,000. They're going to expand to 45.5 for the tournament. 
I don't even know how they're going to do that. But okay. I, I don't know either. Uh, B, BC Place is 54.5 and Edmonton is uh, 56.4. So Edmonton is technically the largest of the of the stadiums. In Mexico, it's Estadio Azteca, which allegedly is only 87,000. Uh, it's routinely more than that, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, Monterey is 53.5 and Guadalajara is 49.8. Uh, and then in the U.S., it's the Rose Bowl with 92,000. Right, that, that's our mission. If we haven't met by 2026, that's where we're doing it. We're, we're, we're meeting in Kansas City. <laughs> sure. So. <laughs> but for that. But anyway, yeah. the bad. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, so the bad. I'm going to go with what the hell's going on with fantasy football in ah! Please tell this story for those who haven't seen. It's all or haven't heard. It's so awesome. 2022 is going to be known for a lot of bad things, right, so far. Uh, but I will say it's definitely the year of the bitch slap. Um, between Will Smith and now Tommy Fong. Uh, uh, in my day, if someone slapped you in the face, you threw a haymaker back. But apparently that's not the way these things work anymore. Um, and I say that as a man who should not be in fights, but has a fight or flight response of fight every time stupidly. Um, so apparently there was a fantasy football league that Mike Trout was the, uh, the general manager of, right? Um, and so this league included Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson, as well as uh, who else was in there? Uh, I, I saw didn't even know that Mike Trout was the leader of that. Movie. Yeah, Mike, Mike Trout was the leader because he blamed Mike Trout. For well, I missed it. that completely. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, who are the other people in here? It was Manny Machado. Uh, God, who else was in here? Uh, and Eric Hosmer, among others. Um, <laughs> so, so they had the league and um there are some there are some uh tweets being sent back and forth with memes making fun of the padres collapse last year uh and we saw one that jock peterson sent tommy Fom said he only told half the story that he sent five like that makes a difference um but that he was really upset that espn has rules for stashing players in ir but their league had separate rules and he was going by the ESPN rules and not the rules they had for league. And Mike Trout should have done something about it. And they're bitching back and forth. And Tommy Fom said, next time I see you, I'm going to bitch slap you for having done this. And then he did. Before the game, he hit him in the face. <laughs> so so Fom was asked about this. Yep. And he said, uh, we had I, Rule CIR. I know the ESPN app rules. We had our own individual rules. And Trout did a terrible job, man. He's the worst commissioner in fantasy sports because he allowed a lot of shit to go on and he could have solved it all. So somehow, Tommy Fum smacking Jock Peterson is Mike Trout's fault. I think my favorite part is they decided they were going to air this. Yeah, well, the, no, the funniest part of this well, whole thing was is... Was it Fam or Peterson who was actually doing the whole flip? Oh, it's Pe Peterson showed okay. everything. And then Fom said that he didn't do whatever. But the funny part was that Fom said, you don't mess with another man's money, and then got suspended for three games, which cost him $111,000, which, first of all, is a lot of money for Tommy Fom. But secondly, uh, is probably... Maybe not hope, this league, it isn't. Maybe you hope more than the league. I don't know, but apparently he's saying that both Hosmer and Machado thanked him for smacking Peterson. So, don't you remember the the old days when they just kept this shit to themselves? Or, yeah, or who knows? I actually I was watching a video the other day of uh, I think it was a player on the Twins threw behind another pl a player on the Brewers, and so the next at bat he bunted down the first base line so the pitcher would have to uh, field it. And he just completely destroyed him. Like as he got close to the base path, he severed out base blast and just knocked the pitcher off his feet and ran to first and started a brawl. That seemed to be more like what happened back in the day as opposed to this. 
It would have been better if he would have lied and just said, oh, he called me an asshole. Yeah. Or something. I mean, like this just seemed, how petty does this sound? Pretty damn petty. I mean, I I get that it's over over a lot of that, but I mean, just why are you airing this? That's what got me more. I mean, I can get the whole anger. It's just like, I don't need to know this, but we do. No. Doesn't so. this, you look at, well, whatever. Uh, so I knew you're good. I knew you're bad. Uh, you didn't tell me you're ugly. I wasn't quite sure my ugly, but maybe there's not one. Doesn't have to I, be. I, no, after thinking about it, I have to go with this. Okay. Edmonton goalkeeping. It is pretty ugly. Like, Connor McDavid and, and Dreisaitl are two of the greatest players in the league. And I understand that Colorado is the prohibitive favorites for winning the cup at this year. It's actually their negative 140, I think, for winning, just even coming into this round. Yeah, uh, going, going into this show, I'd say it's theirs to lose. Fair to say. Theirs to lose, right? Yeah. But their goaltending cannot stop anything. Their goalies were never good going into this. It's it's just bad. They lost four nothing tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Colorado fixed their leaky goaltender. I, I watched- recorded this. Thanks for that. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't. <laughs> oh, but like they so far their last they only gave up one somehow in game three to the Flames, but they've lost four nothing, eight six, won five four, five three, five three, lost nine to six. Like, how are you going to win in the playoffs? Giving up. For them to even get here, though, Evan, considering like the two goalies that they have, really that whole team, I didn't think they'd even get here because it's really two players and Evander Kane on fire. And Evander Kane is going to, he's probably having the greatest playoff series of anyone who should only ever be given a one-year contract, if that, for the rest yeah, of his he, life. Well, I mean, he should always be given a one-year contract. I think that's the moral of the story that we've learned from this. Oh. Yeah, and, and Evander Kane is, and I've said this, uh, you take Evander Kane off this Oilers team, they're not even getting here. Yeah. Saying that, let's say Edmonton, whatever happens to the next year, Evander Kane's going to flame out next year. Pardon the, the pun, oil, flame, whatever. It's going to happen because that's who Evander Kane is at this stage of his life. Yeah. Not rooting against him. Nothing against the guy. I, I hope he turns everything around. He won't. I- I was watching that game one and the Bruins have two pretty good goaltenders. I'm like, can we trade one of these guys and get like a first round or multiple first round draft picks for him to this team? Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. That, that goaltending for a team that is really, really good. They are going to be completely done in. I didn't even realize Mike Smith is 40, mm. but you know, I'll give him credit. I did not think they'd get this far. At least, and I said this on Twitter, I've got two people, two friends on our little Twitterverse who are in Colorado. So I'd say hats off to you, but I'm taking my hat off. Ultimately, I don't really, well, you know what? I want the West to win this one because I don't want Tampa to win three in a row and screw the Rangers. Uh, well, that's a Bruins fan for you. You should say that. I mean, I'm still hoping Edmonton's going to turn around and they might. I doubt it. But then I doubted them against Calgary too. So what do I know? If, if yeah. it's if it's hockey, don't bet what I say. Fair enough. Ever. So, but it's just it's just been so bad, like so bad. This um, is the kindest ugly you've ever done. It is because I, I didn't really have a good one that I wanted to really dive deep into. I almost did yeah. gatekeeping because there are so many people pissed that people are discovering Kate Bush through Stranger Things, and I'm like, how is like a kid who's watching Stranger Things gonna know who the hell Kate Bush is? That's not, a, that's not an ugly, that's kind of a cute thing. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's the gatekeeping well, I mean, of stuff that I just, I hate, I hate the like, like, I used to love comics and now they're making too many comics into movies and now everybody used to make fun of me is watching these movies. Like, I loved something and now you love it too and somehow I'm worse off for it. I just, I don't, I don't get it. That happens a lot with soccer fans and, and hockey fans. Like, if you don't love my sport, fuck you. Like, and if you do come to my sport and don't know how it works, fuck you too. You're like, what are we doing? Right? So anyway. That's oh, I, this, I, I like how we're ending this sort of on a, on a cute note. Yeah, for once. Yeah. 
There's a lot, there's a lot negative going on. I'm still exhausted on a lot of things. I don't want to go into it. Um, but yeah, let's just end with goaltenders sucking. Speaking of sucking, the third quarter for the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. not good. Not good. Okay. No, they were up two at halftime and they allowed uh how many points is this? Come on. They are down 12. So it was they allowed 38 points in the quarter, which is not so great. Not so great. So, but whatever. I like I said, I'm expecting them to lose this game. I uh, expect them to lose game one. I'm thinking they're going to win game two. I said the same thing in the Miami. You said that before we went on. You did. That's exactly what you said. Yeah, I I said that when they were like just close in the first half. Mm-hmm. Twelve points is twelve points is doing come back from. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Well, kids, on that note, that's a show. Uh, again, if you're not part of, if you if you want to be part of our hockey thing, let us know. Let Evan or myself know very quickly because we're going to be putting that together uh, in the next little while. Uh, there's not usually a lot for me to promote at this point because I haven't recorded a whole lot in the last little while. The Bucknerverse. It's a bit slow right now. So wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe, my friends. Take care. Take care.